Welcome to Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Nicole Esquino. And together we're here as your hosts for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, we tackle a word that we all know entirely too well, overwhelm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Learn how to identify it, how to prevent it, and when you are in deep, how to get out of it. We also have some fun tips to help you feel inspired, light, and productive. All right. Winning. Winning, yeah. Okay, this is, this is going to be a good one. It's going to be pretty juicy, I think. I think so too. I'm excited about it though. It's going to be, it's, this is a very relatable one. We all need to hear. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I know this sounds really good. Um, but before we do that, I have to, I have to tell you this funny story and out myself, although I did good in the end, but it was about a mental battle. So it kind of goes back to our last two episodes or not last two. Cause we just had a guest, but before that, when we talked about clutter and, um, so I, you know, you and I have talked a lot, Nicole, about how we are obsessed with the library. So mm-hmm. I cleaned out even more books recently and then brought them to the library. So I don't buy books anymore. And the, one of the books I got was called Essentialism, which I was so in love with it. I was like, I was like wanting to underline. And so when I'm really into a book, I want to underline, I want to circle, I want to write notes and I can't because it's a library book. So mm-hmm. I immediately go to Amazon and I'm like, you know, type it in and I went to buy it. And then I'm like, no, I'm not supposed to buy this, you know? <laughs> and so it was interesting because, and again, there's no right or wrong. Like there, it's not bad to buy a book, but one of the things I'm personally working on is that I just go to, I buy books just like instantly. And then I have this ridiculous collection of books that I read once or never, you know? And so I had convinced myself that I was going to use it for work and my coaching and that I needed to have a copy But then I was like, okay, you know what? Just give it 24 hours and then just keep reading the book and then read the whole thing and then decide if you really, really need it. Because I was like, I need to take notes. Then I'm like, well, I can take notes. I don't need to buy the book. I can take notes, you know? Exactly. So I got through my three weeks with the book and I had to return it to the library and I was very sad because I couldn't renew it because it it has a wait list. Mm. And I haven't bought the book. (laughs) Look at you go. That is awesome. I love the fact that it's called essentialism. I know. (laughs) The irony is so beautiful, isn't it? That is so funny, but so true. That's a a real struggle with, I think, a lot of people. They just, it's so easy to buy it. Why not just go buy it, you know? Yeah, and it it speaks to the bigger point of how do we get all this stuff into our lives, right? Because we, Mm -hmm. you can talk all day about getting rid of stuff, but I think the the topic that isn't discussed is enough is what gets us in that place in the beginning. Right. So while it seems so innocent to just buy this book and yes, I can definitely justify it. And yes, I'll probably use it for a workshop. And at some point I may purchase the book, right. I'm not saying like I might actually need my own copy, but until that point, it's really good discipline to get. And I noticed how uncomfortable I was because I just wanted to be satiated. Like I just wanted to order it and have a little Amazon box come to my house, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep, like Christmas. Yes. But it feels like every time the Amazon guy comes, I'm like, ah. 
I know, even if it's diapers. And I'm like, why am I excited? It's diapers. I mean, why? Mm-hmm. But it's like it releases these endorphins for me, uh, like the, to satiate something that quickly and satisfied, you know? Yeah. So that's like, yeah, that's just like the consumerism aspect of our lives. And so I think it's really good discipline. And, you know, you guys, that's not the official try this, but maybe try this week too. When you go to buy something, like, unless it's diapers, I highly recommend you still buy the diapers. Um <laughs> See if you really need it. Do you really, really need it? And are you going to need it or want it in a month? Are you going to need or want it in a year? And like, those are kind of interesting questions, but. Agree. Um, all right. So I am up for brilliant moment of the week, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. So here's our brilliant scale. That's where you put this in, Sarah. So I'm going to rate my brilliant moment as a five. Ooh. okay so I went to a doTERRA summit doTERRA is an essential oil company that I've gotten involved with over the past year and it actually wasn't um it actually wasn't put on by them it wasn't a company event it was somebody one of the women who works within the company put it on for her team and one of my mentors Todd suggested I go and I'm just getting into the business now more seriously and I'm really enjoying it but I don't I've never done multi-level marketing. I really don't know much about it. And so I thought, okay, I'll go. And it was in Colorado. And it happened to be the one weekend in like, I don't even know, months that I had free. I didn't have anything scheduled. So I thought, okay, this, I must, I must need to be there. You know, this is happening. This is happening. So several, so many things happened. I can't even explain it. Um, But one, it's like, the lesson I learned was follow your intuition because there was something that was driving me to it. Like Todd suggested me to, to go. And I thought, Oh, well, it's kind of inconvenient. It's never convenient when you have two kids. It's never convenient when you have another job. Like it's never convenient. Right. And so, but something was like, I want to go and I just did it. So that's huge. Right. Follow your intuition. Um, and along with that is make things happen, right? Because so many times we want to do something in life and we make excuses. And I know I was right there. Like I was right there making the excuse to not go. Um, and I just made it happen, you know, and I asked a lot of favors for a lot of people. And I'm so glad that I did. Um <clears throat> And then the third thing was that I was so inspired by, it was mostly women. There were definitely some men, but I mean, you know, when you're in multi-level marketing, they, um, people are kind of defined by their rank, which just means like, if you look at a chart of say income, um, so you say I'm a blue diamond in doTERRA, that basically means you make 400 grand a year. Okay. Uh. So, so I'm like, you're a blue diamond. Whoa. You know, like. So it's interesting, that world, that that's sort of like how you define yourself. And so I'm constantly going to the compensation plan and figuring out, like, what does this mean? And, you know, and I was always looking at these people that were making that kind of money and in these um, positions as like this just total impossibility, right? Like, I could never do that because how could you possibly get there? Mm -hmm. And so going to an event like this was not only inspiring in the sense of like, of course, they gave us tons of good training and information. There was a woman there. Oh my gosh, you would have loved her, Nicole. Deb Erickson. She's, um, she's a life coach and she just does so much into the mind science. Just, uh, I'm blown away. I'm taking one of her online courses now. And you know, that's really, really relevant in the selling world for a lot of people. I know for me, like I'm just, uh, even 14 years into owning my own business, I still have trouble, um, with selling. And so, um, that was huge because I was living in doubt and fear of like, could I really do this? And, 
and mm-hmm. she really helped me. But also like surrounding myself with people who are doing what I want to be doing. And I think that is so key because sometimes we surround ourselves with people that maybe um, are at not a lower level, but like kind of are at the status quo, right? And so it's mm-hmm. like, if you can be in a situation, even if it's just a meeting or a coffee date or, you know, wherever you hang out or in your business life and find people that are like at an elevated level. And I don't mean like you're at a one and they're at a 10 and you're bad and they're good. That's not what I'm saying. But it's like, you know, the blue diamond person is certainly elevated to my like super new stance in doTERRA, right? Right. Um, and so... It was awesome. Like, I just, I can't explain it. I just felt so uplifted. I felt inspired. And I, and a lot of people were like, well, didn't that kind of make you feel like you couldn't do it because it's so challenging to do those things? And I'm like, no, because I was like having coffee and conversations with women that are just like me that, that did this, you know? Oh, I love that. You sound super jazzed about it too. Like women supporting women is just cool, period. <laughs> oh, and that's another thing. So a lot of people have like this negative idea of multi-level marketing and they mm-hmm. think it's a scam. And anytime I ask people why they think it's a scam, like they don't even know why. They just say like, oh, I've just heard it's a scam, but they don't know. They don't even know what that means, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole like pyramid thing that people talk about that's so negative, but it's they call it a tree, but pyramid tree, whatever, is basically just that you have people on your team that work for you or they don't, they have their own businesses, but if you help them make money, then you make money. And so it's this awesome like synergy because you're not competing against people. You're actually working with them because it's not like, well, if you get the business, then you're taking away from me. It's like, no, if I, if I signed you up and you get business, I also get business, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, there, and there was a lot of yogis there, which was cool. Um, and there was this one guy that came in just, he didn't even know what an essential oil was two years ago. And he just like, he saw that the business opportunity was so awesome. So he just signed up. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and he just, he ordered like the all products kit. It's like $2,500. And he just said, he like opened it up and he was like, I don't know what to do with any of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway. So I learned so much, but I really just wanted to share that. And we're, um, I'm definitely going to be bringing you guys some essential oil education because I'm really, really lit up about it. Um, so we'll, we'll bring that onto the podcast a little bit in more detail coming up. So mm, can't wait. I know. Oh girl. So overwhelm, what's, what are your thoughts on overwhelm? Oh man. Overwhelm that word. Ugh, it's just a major I don't know. I get like all icky <laughs> just thinking about the word overwhelm. It's a big trigger word for me. I know when I say overwhelm that I'm about to slip into that spiral. I'm going down into that dark place. Um, ah, I just have such negative thoughts around the whole word of overwhelm. <laughs> yeah, I think most people do. And it's kind of interesting because I was doing a bunch of research with my coaching last year and I sent like a one line email to some of my, um, to some of my clients. And I was like, what is the thing that stresses you out the most in the day? And like, it was like 80% of the, of the answers had something to do with feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, there's something here, you know? And so, so first of all, I love definitions. Of course I looked up in the dictionary to overcome (laughs) completely in mind or feeling. Ugh. (laughs) it's so heavy to overcome completely um okay so 
I coach people on this all the time, and I actually think it, it can be really helpful. Sometimes it's just um, a little bit of a tweak in your thought process can change everything. So most of the time when people are in a state of overwhelm, they feel like they need to make an incredibly drastic change in their life in order to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes it's to that point. And in a couple episodes, we're going to actually talk about that. That's that's something different. That's burnout. That's like when you get to the place where you really need to change something huge. So that's just a little teaser. Stay tuned for two more episodes <laughs> uh, where we talk about that place. Because I think it is really – it's an important distinction between – when you're in a mindset and when you actually need to physically get out of a situation um, or change it. So the first thing is just notice when you're saying that word or when you're feeling it, like, what are you doing? So I asked one of my employees the other day, I was like, okay, so, cause she just felt super overwhelmed all the time and she's in a new job and it's, you know, it's always hard when you're in a new job. It, it can just overtake that emotion. Right. And so, um, what are the actual tasks that are happening or not happening that you're thinking about that are triggering this sense of overwhelm? And it was funny when I asked her, she didn't have an answer. And that's so common because when we're in that state of overwhelm, we're generally not in a logical place of thinking mm-hmm. and like paying attention. We're just in this sense of like, again, over it's overcome us, right? Like whoosh. It's everything kind of situation. It's everything. Everything's yes. overwhelming me. <laughs> yeah. So right now, there's going to be a bunch of try try this is within this, you guys. Okay. So these are your action steps for overwhelm. Um, is the first one I want you to do is whenever you think it or say it this week, I want you to write it down. Like what is happening and what is causing the overwhelm or the sense of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing that's interesting is why are you saying it? So why am I saying that I'm overwhelmed? And, and you have to really get down a couple layers of like, okay, well, cause I feel overwhelmed is probably the first answer. Right? Mm-hmm, exactly. Okay, well, why do you feel overwhelmed? Okay. Well then that might probably be the, the answer, an answer that I just, the question I just asked you, you'll probably say something having to do with what you're doing. Okay. Well, why does that stress you out? Right. And then you answer that question. Well, because I don't feel like I know how to do that very well. Okay. Well then what can we do to fix that? maybe I need some more training or maybe I need to ask for help or maybe, right. And so then you get down into the layers of, um, what is stressing you out. And it's like a simple example is Katie, my manager and I were working through some stuff. And, um, I said, I just said to her, I go, what, um, what's a, what's one thing that when you think about with this job that you absolutely dread? And she's like, uh, the email newsletters. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so, so with you sister. So we talked through that. And then I was like, you know what? I don't like him either. We're going to hire someone to do this. So like literally within like a day, I had someone that's already like half working for us. And I just had a meeting with her last night. She's going to take over all of it. And so sometimes it's that simple, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. I love how you broke it down into those little steps. It went from being this situation where like, oh, it's everything. And you, you took it to a logical situation. Like now it's a problem we can solve. Yes. Yes. That's the thing with overwhelm. Again, because by definition, it's overcome us completely. We have to get out of that state and it's mental, right? So, mm-hmm. or, or a feeling it's emotional or mental, but it's, it's not physical, right? So it's not like physically you're trapped. It's just, so you really want, want to know like, okay, well I can get out of this. I just, I need to work through this. Um, so this week you guys spend and anyone that ever mentions the word overwhelm, you need to do these inspired actions. This is your homework and there's no option. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
seriously. <laughs> yeah, no, because pretty much I think 99% of our listeners can relate to this. Um, mm-hmm. So I want you to spend this week with your journal and map out what's happening. And so like anytime during the day, throughout the day, like I said, write down what's happening. And then at night, do um, a brain dump of what, you know, anything, like what you got done, what you felt like you didn't get done, what stressed you out, all those things so that you can get a clear picture of what's actually happening in your brain versus what you think might be happening. All right. The next one's really important. Um, and I made all these up. So this is just, <laughs> I act like I'm reading from like a textbook. <laughs> these are just things that have helped me and my clients. Um, notice a trigger word. Um, one that I hear and I say all the time is the word busy. Do you ever use this one? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So even in casual conversation, like I was talking to one of my yoga students the other day and she's like, I'm like, oh, how are you? And she's like, oh, so busy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, me too. I'm like, my life is so full. I have so much going on, but I love it all and I'm super pumped. And so, and she, and then it, she was like, oh my gosh, me too. And she started talking about what she had going on that she loved. And so one, going back to our last episode, that mm-hmm. probably shifted the conversation from what could have been complaining, Right. For sure. But two, it elevated it for uh, to us both be speaking about things we love about our lives. And, it, and that's huge. So an easy switch with the word busy is to use the word full. because when I like, love it. Yeah. <laughs> when you say my cup is full, you're like, yes, it's, you know, it's, it's full. But if you're like, it's busy, busy just sounds like chaos and negative. And not fun. Like new hashtag, my life is full. Oh. I'm loving it. <laughs> my life is full. Yeah, that's my new. I know. I've been really working with this one to see. So I'm I'm now Googling the word busy, the dictionary definition. So actively and attentively engaged in a work or pastime. So it's not um, necessarily negative, but we've, I think we've put a really negative connotation on it, don't you? I think so. I think it goes hand in hand with overwhelm. I think the two words, they're married. They go together. Yeah, and it's funny because when I look at this definition, it's actively and attentively engaged in work. And I don't know that that's necessarily how we approach that now when we say we're busy. I think a lot of times we do, quote, busy work, you know, that's not really, we're not being super active or attentively engaged in anything, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. That's kind of interesting now that I look at that. I'm always fascinated by true definitions because – you know, culture can take the definitions and obviously shift them depending on how we're, how we're working it. So, yeah. So do you have a trigger word, Nicole? Yeah. My trigger word is overwhelmed. I say I feel overwhelmed, but I I may not even say it out loud. Like I may say it in my head, but as soon as I, that word overwhelm, I know it's a slippery slope for sure. Yeah. Okay. So another one is make the decision not to be overwhelmed. And that sounds so easy. And obviously it can sometimes be challenging, but I, I was in this space. So like a month ago I was sitting down and I'm like, okay, I have my yoga studio and I have my coaching and I've taken on several one-on-one coaching clients, which is a lot of extra time. And it's, I'm so, I feel so blessed. I'm so excited about it. I'm like, love working with these women, but that's a whole nother element of time and commitment. Mm -hmm. And then I'm really into this doTERRA thing. And so I sat, I literally sat myself down and I thought, okay, why are you doing all this? Are you trying to be busy? Because I'm already 
full and busy and I have two kids and like what's going on? And what I realized was I was truly multi-passionate about all three things and I wanted to continue all three. So then I had to say, okay, well, if you're going to do that, then you can't decide you're overwhelmed. You have to make it work or you have to pull one of these things out. So it's not about like, and maybe it is for some people doing too many things. And a lot of people look at me and, or say to me, like, you're just doing too much. You need, why are you doing that? You know, mm-hmm. but you individually need to decide what's too much for you and what, like the doTERRA stuff is feeding me. Like I'm so obsessed with the oils. I love the team I'm working with. I love building my team. I love it. So I'm like, well, no, I'm going to do it. I have to figure out a way to make it work so that I don't feel overwhelmed and I feel joyful and I feel productive. So I don't know. I mean, where are you with all that? Um, man, I was just like wrapping my head around all that. I loved the way you were putting it. Like it's okay to notice you're slipping into the overwhelm. Like I think everybody gets to a point where we slip into overwhelm, but knowing that you can come back from it. So it's not like one and done overwhelm never comes again. Now that you've decided, you know, my cup is full and you, (laughs) you know, like you've decided these are the three things I'm going to be passionate about. And, but just to acknowledge it, like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I've made the choice to do it. And as soon as you slip into that overwhelm, you pull yourself back out of it by following these steps and realizing you're in that space of, I don't have to do all of this. I'm in that, you know, I get to work with these clients type situation. And I, I don't know, like, Ooh, it's just such a beautiful space to realize that you get to do all of these things that we're getting to do. Yes. Okay. So you just made a huge distinction that I think is so important and I totally missed this in my notes. So thank you. Um, the, the verbiage and the thought process of I get to versus I have to, Oh no, it actually was here. (laughs) Oh, nice. I didn't even see it yet. I went down there. (laughs) See, yeah, we're still on the same wavelength because we've obviously done this work so much. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just like, yes. So this is a great solution. Okay. The mindset shift of when you say I have to, have to go to work today. I have to pick up the kids from school. Mm-hmm. I have to do the laundry, you know, and then you shifted to, I get to, I get to like, it's a privilege. And we had a huge shift with this years ago in my yoga studio. One of my, so at the time I really wasn't like, I didn't know how to create systems and tell my staff how to do stuff. I really just had no idea how to manage. And so I was like, why are people not doing the things I told them to do? Like light the incense before class and sweep the floor and this and that. And while obviously I needed a better like checklist system or a system in general, um, one of my teachers at a meeting was like, you guys, we get to light the incense after class. She's like, when I used to go to Baptiste trainings, I would look at the assistants who would light the incense and I would think, oh my gosh, I want to be them. Like I want to be in that space, that space of leadership where they get to create the space for us. And she's like, I'm so in awe of those people that are there. And she's like, and that's us now. And I I mean, everyone was blown away. They were like, oh my gosh, I want to light the incense now. You know? Yeah. That gives me the warm tinglys though, like to realize where you want to be. And then when you get there and then when you get there, you let yourself stay in this overwhelmed space. Like it's just ridiculous. Like stop. (laughs) Stop. Yeah. So that's a shout out to Ashley McGill for any of you that know her. Um, I'll have to share this episode with her. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. And she's one, she's very much like you. She's just such a bright light and one of those just Mm -hmm. positive beings. And I think I noticed myself surrounding myself with people like you guys more and more in my life because, you know, that's surround yourself with people that elevate you, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, just do it. 
Yeah, because if you're surrounding yourself with someone who's constant, people that are constantly and busy and overwhelmed and stressed and this and that, and um, that's what you're going to get, right? You're just going to feed more of that versus having people that are just like, it's all about a mindset shift and into positivity. So, um, oh yeah, because I completely skipped that one. I'm all over the board, you guys. I got a head cold, obviously. You can probably hear it. So I'm a little, <laughs> a little, a little <laughs> off, off today. Okay, so th- sometimes it actually is that you're doing too much mm-hmm. for what is realistic. And, you know, that that's kind of a whole other episode of coaching of, like, why yeah. are you doing, doing that? You know, because I think we should write that down for a future episode of, the, like, the why behind why we stay busy. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's really important, right? This, like, need to fulfill time and space and not be still with things. Um, so if you're sensing that you're going to probably get to the episode two, two from now, which is burnout. Okay. So you need to really be careful with that, but for now, see if it's realistic, right? Like what I'm doing, is it realistic? And that's what I had to do like with doTERRA. And one of my coaches said, okay, how many hours a week can you spend on this? And I, and I love that question because that really, excuse me, make me think, okay, well, how much time do I spend on yoga? How much time am I spending on coaching? How much of my time am I spending with my kids? Right. And I had to literally map out, well, like what is realistic for me? And I was like, okay, eight and up to 10. And that's absolute max I can do on this or something else is going to suffer, you know? Mm -hmm. And so what he said was, okay, great. Now you, you figure out when those times are. And then when your time is up, your time is up, you stop and that's it. And and it's a little different with like multi-level marketing company because you can obviously do that. Whereas like if you work for a company and you have a deadline, you can't just be like, oh, my two hours are up. Sorry. Didn't get, <laughs> didn't get the memo out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that doesn't work in every situation, but um, I, it will certainly make you more productive with what you're doing and it will take you off of the time sucks like social media and just any other ways. Like I work from home, so sometimes my productivity suck is like doing house chores or I'll be like I can't get started with work until the house is straightened up and then it's like 45 minutes I've done that and I haven't done any work do you ever have any of that so relate well my world is a little different right now I have someone specifically letting me know when time is up (laughs) to do something but it's actually been a really good lesson for me of and I tell her like, well, we're, we're going to start the laundry and we're going to finish the laundry. And I have all these great plans for the day. And then I realize, yeah, mm-mm, no, Fiona's going to decide when we're done starting the laundry. <laughs> but it's been a really good practice of um, not being attached to the outcome of what I'm trying to get done or what has to happen today. It's just more of a more of a, here's what we hope gets done today. And then I'm okay if it doesn't 100% get done. (laughs) Yeah. Which is totally opposite from the way you operated before. Exactly. So it's really been a lesson for me and it's been really hard because I'm so super efficient and I like to get stuff done and I like to have a lot on my plate. And now I have a lot of just, I have space now. So I think Fiona has been a very good lesson for me. (laughs) Oh yeah. Kids are. Yes. Oh my gosh. So many ways. (laughs) I remember one of my uh, teachers who she was a little older than me and had, you know, grown kids. And this was probably like almost 10 years ago. She was like, when you have kids, you'll soften. And I remember being really like offended by that. I was like, mm-hmm. what? You know, and I was super hard. I, I know exactly what she meant at the time, you know, like in every way, because it was like everything was rules and this and that. 
And then I saw her. I hadn't seen her in years, and I saw her probably like a year ago um, at Asian Mint, and we gave each other a hug. And I said, I remember you saying that. It's so true. I'm so much softer now. <laughs> it's so, so real. But I think I so needed it. Like I feel like my personality, you know, just in general where I'm at in life, I needed some of that softening. And she has definitely given that to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because that's the thing. It, it, in all of this, our goal is – to be happy and to be productive and to make a difference in the world or whatever your purpose is, right? And so you kind of want to dial it back to that. And we always talk about the why, but again, like that's where I had to go. Okay, well, why am I doing these three different jobs? What is the purpose of it? And is is my purpose, is my why important enough for me to be in this space? And it's like, yes, it is. Okay, now I have to shift the space I'm in, you know? There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I was saying, batch your time as much as you can. And you just really have to be strict with it. And that's a whole other time management thing. We talk about that in the Spark program, which is really cool. So that's something if, if this is, if this podcast is helpful for you, then you guys, honestly, the Spark program would be amazing because we do a whole thing on time tracking and helping you work out, map out how you're spending your time and then how do you want to spend it? Because so much of it is just that. It's really that simple. Um, but the next if you've one, never, if you've never done, I'm sorry, if you've never done the whole mapping your time out, it will rock your world. <laughs> it's kind of shocking, right? It's very shocking. Like it is a big eye opener and it will 100% give you time back into your day that you didn't know you were losing. Oh my gosh. Yes, for sure. Um, so the next one's actually like our keep it simple strategy. Um, try this. So why don't you share what that one is? Oh, this one is a big one and like comes from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> Ask for help with something that you normally would not ask for help this week. So something it can be personal, it can be professional, whatever it is, ask for help. I personally have a really hard time asking for help because I feel like I have to do it all on my own and, you know, strong, powerful, new mom. I think all these things (laughs) I have to do on my own. That's ridiculous. Stop, everybody. Stop. (laughs) Ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of amazing when you ask, like, what happens. Mm -hmm. The last one is say no to something. So it could be something like, um, for me, sometimes it's like these webinar meetings and I'm like, okay, is this really going to serve me to go? Like, do I really need to be on this for an hour? Or even like a lunch date with a friend, which I might really want to do, but it's it's going to take two, two and a half hours out of my day. Do I really have that kind of time right now? And if not, then maybe we schedule it next month, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not so good at this one. Yeah, that... That, that one's tough. I think our culture is built around the whole say yes to everything because we feel this need to be busy. So this is a tough one. But this one is major, falls under the self-care category for me is say no and say it like you mean it and be okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I hope that some of this was really helpful for you guys. This is such a deep topic. So give us some feedback. Um, you know, Email us podcast at Angela Wagner coaching or post on social media, coach a wags. Um, cause we love feedback and we'd love to, you know, we, we want to know what you guys want to listen to and what's helpful. All right. So we're going to finish with a shout out and this is appropriate for where I'm at with my health right now is, 
Oh, having a cold is my absolute favorite oil is the doTERRA breathe oil. And it's literally a lifeline in my house on a daily basis. Like my husband and I actually don't take our allergy medicine anymore. We just use this oil, which is really ridiculously awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you smell it. Have you smelled breathe before, Nicole? I haven't. Not breathe. Mm -mm. Oh my gosh. We got to get you some. So even if you just put it in your hands and then you like whenever I give it to someone, you know, sometimes you just can't like when you breathe in, you can't like feel the back part of your like your nasal passage mm-hmm. do you know what I'm talking like about sh- like because you're stuffed up or something yeah like shallow breath kind of thing yeah this literally like it's almost like it shoots that open I, I can't even explain it and so you're like sometimes literally people just like start coughing they're like oh my gosh because it, all of a sudden you can breathe all the way through your nasal passage I'm up all them. <laughs> yeah like my husband has a little pocket inhaler with breathe on it and he carries it in his pocket I kid you not at any point you can ask John Wagner do you have your breathe oil and he'll pull it out and he looks like a drug addict he's like sniffing it (laughs) stop it I love it I'm not even kidding you no so if you are interested in that oil or any of the oils please contact me Angela at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com I do one-to-one like free sessions to give you guys information but like I said it's really a passion of mine so uh, all right. Any any finishing thoughts, my dear? Keep it simple this week. I mean, ask for help and don't slip into overwhelm. Yes, <laughs> that's don't do it. Don't just just don't. Thank you for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and share this episode with your friends. Share the love. It really helps us out. You can find the show notes and blog posts at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Coach A. Wags. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.